All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Myrtle Beach Golf Report. You probably have not seen our faces uh, in a very long time, so let me just re-familiarize you with ourselves. I am your host, David Williams, and joined with me in studio are Ben Dunn and Dylan Hoffman. Gentlemen, how are we? It's been a while since we've actually done this. Yeah. Quite a bit. We're back again, though. We're ready to go. Just a little like a summer vacation kind of sort. Yeah, Except so it was in, not a vacation Yeah, at we all. just worked yeah, like crazy. Say, that's, yeah. <laughs> if that's your definition of a vacation, you are a yeah, sick individual. Quite. No. No, far from it, actually. Um, I mean, it was it was a good time, though. Yeah, it's been like, what, three months? Uh, it wasn't going to be three months, but um, mm. your mm-hmm. host and uh, producer screwed up. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. Last time we wanted to do one of these, um, <laughs> we did not have our trusty... Jim back there running our uh, ones and twos, and I did the mic checks, figured everything was fine, really mm. didn't check my own mic, mm. uh, everybody's audio but my own One of the most up. important ones. Yeah, Arguably. probably. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that episode is lost forever. Um, it was a good one, too, <laughs> man. A great episode. Maybe it was one. so good. You guys missed it. You guys really yeah. missed it. No, yeah, you're never going to hear it. Came to look Literally never. never. Gonna, you're never going to hear a thing from it. Um, <laughs> so that sucks, but... Um, maybe one day we'll release the tapes and it'll just be Ben and Dylan talking and changing subjects. <laughs> I think it's still probably it's probably still pretty good with no co- with zero context whatsoever. I forget the draft that we did. You can do a fake voice. Oh, you're right. right. We did a what was our uh, draft? What, uh, I couldn't even tell you. Don't even remember it. Viewers we, couldn't either. Don't because, worry. because well that was the first episode we also didn't make a rundown for. So truly, oh, you mean like this one? <laughs> truly, yeah, well, this one's different. Uh, so this is actually a special show. You're you're gonna hear our voices for about twenty or thirty minutes or so, and then we are going to cut to an interview I did during World Am with Brian Katrick and John McGinnis of PGA Tour Radio. Uh, spent about thirty minutes with them. A huge thank you again to them for taking the time out of their busy schedules to talk to me about everything. I was very annoying and kept asking questions. Uh, and I think they were ready to leave after about five minutes, but that's okay. Sounds about right. Who did the uh, mic test for that video? Uh, I was wearing headphones so I could hear everything. Just making Um, sure we got it recorded. That was fair, but, um, (laughs) I really hope the explicit warning on iTunes still shows up for this episode because I've said two bad words. You're the worst at that. I don't so good over here. I don't care. It's classy individuals and it's professionals. It's a podcast. Um, I mean, do you want me to read the text that that dude from the Lions game yesterday was typing out on his phone? Have you guys seen that? Have not. All right, remind me after the show and I'll show you. Um, (laughs) it's bad. Uh, anyway, so we mentioned it. Um, Geno Smith had a day, huh? We we're not getting into football right now. (laughs) Uh, we'll be here. We'll be here till seven, and I want to go home like right now. Um, that'd be a different podcast. Uh, so. We've been busy, you know, World AM has come and gone. Whew. Mm. Thank God. Um, yeah. Ben, let's start it with you. Uh, <laughs> it was your first World AM. How was your experience kind of back in the war room, in the nitty gritty? Like, how, just tell me about really the week and your thoughts on it. Well, I mean, to me, it was awesome because um, in prior years of World AM, this wasn't my first World AM experience with world am in the 19th hole, but I just had it from the other side, right? Like we, I would work at a hosting golf course and deal with it from that side of things and see that side of it. Or, uh, I would be going to the 19th hole as a patron, um, and never actually kind of seeing behind the scenes or really other than going in the war room to say hi to the guys. Uh, you know, I didn't really get a taste of all that. So, um, and 
I didn't really get the best taste this year because I was we were busy running around. But like, That's um, but but I mean, it was cool. It was really cool to see from this side. It was cool the golf course side of things. You know, kind of seeing how we handle the interaction with the golf courses and make sure that um, everything is to the golf courses and ready to go uh, when they need it, which was cool because for me at the golf course, the stuff just kind of showed up and that was it. Scorecards, placards, all that stuff just, just kind of appeared. And we, yeah, we did our job. We put it out. We put the scores in and then we, you know, we left. So seeing that other side, uh, the kind of how the sausage is made, if you will, mm-hmm. um, was pretty cool. And then just the operations of the 19th hole, I will say I did miss being a patron of the 19th hole, <laughs> Well, but, yeah. but I had a, I had a good, you know, I, it's okay. That's, that's a, I've never experienced 19th hole as a patron. Neither is Dylan. It's a good time. I ate a food item this year for the first time in my three years, like and during the hours. Because of a literal hurricane, we couldn't get dinner on Wednesday. And Scott was like, just get food before we go home because yeah. there's no way we could, anything's yeah. worried I was going to starve yeah. before the next Yeah. Day. It was, we, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, a lot of friendly Sundays, that's for sure. I yeah, uh, I had I actually kind of controlled myself this week this year. I'm proud mm. of myself. I only had like four pieces of pizza and one, I actually only had friendlies once. Four pieces of pizza, that's a lot of self-control. I will say I did It I was did spread out over four slices. nights. Okay. I, I I would every now and then I was it was tough and I would go grab one and hide in the will call room and I'd pretend like I was talking to Jeff and Joe and really I was just Eating a piece of pizza. Yeah, that's what I did. And hiding from everybody. Hardest is when players bring their food into like the handicap room or whatever, and they're sitting there. They said yelling at me about a (laughs) seventeen handicap shooting seventy three, and his ice cream's just right there, and I'm like, eyeballs, ice cream, eyeballs, ice cream, and I'm like, it's they're yelling at you and spitting it all. Yeah, by Wednesday night, I'm like, man, I got to do something about this. That's how they know to to get you. They just bring in a plate of food and set it beside. They know your weakness. Yeah, it's a nice warm plate of food. (laughs) Dylan, how was the week from uh from your end? I know you were uh, you were a front facing person in the war room. What about front facing? I was. Maybe one of the I mean, you were second at a, or third. You were at a table. I was at a table. I did get a lot of the blunt of it. Uh, but, no, it was good. Third year. Um, got. I feel like every year I've helped or worked it, um, I've gotten a different angle. Like 19, I volunteered when I was in college. I got the whole long putt volunteer aspect, whatever. Um, and then three years ago I started, didn't do any, like, disqualifications, stuff like that. I kind of just floated around, helped out different spots. And now this year it's – 100% all in, making calls, being the face of the handicap, whatever's. And, but, no, it was good. Um, definitely a different type of year with the hurricane and stuff, unfortunately. I mean, it yeah, changed a couple of things and some hard decisions had to be made throughout the week. But, I mean, overall it was good. We handled it well and lots of happy faces again. So, For now. Yeah, for now. It well, was a tough decision, but, you know. Right I mean, it had, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was. For those of you that don't know what you're talking about, what we're talking about, it's also mentioned in the upcoming interview that you'll hear soon. Uh, we had to deal with Hurricane, or I guess Tropical Storm Adalia. Is that how you pronounce oh, it? I don't even remember. I so, yeah. Um, I was so mad at it that I just forgot its name. Yeah, it yeah. came through. It wasn't, we didn't receive a ton of damage, just a lot of rain. So um, Like a lot of rain. Like a lot. Yeah. A I mean, I think, I think Thursday we only had like 80% of our golf courses that actually opened. Yeah. And the ones that did opened it like in the afternoon. But yeah, that's the misconception so far about it is that, yeah, it was sunshine outside, but no. 10% of people it, could have played Thursday and then like the other 90% would have just been out of luck. So yeah, like, I takes, mean, David, you were impressed with it. It was underwater. And also we would have had to start, you know, tea times at one o'clock, which means our golf's now running into the 19th hole and, and just, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's a common misconception just like from, and Ben, you could probably could speak to this better than I could, but um, after a storm like that, even though it wasn't, really too bad it's still a good amount of water in a short period of time and you know you've 
yeah, like, it, you know, it's sunny outside and then Friday, I mean, let's be honest, Thursday was beautiful, but well, like, it, there's nothing like the, the golf courses and they need time to, exactly. yeah, to you can't just have a storm like that and then send players out at eight o'clock the next morning. And like, no, cause it's also not, and, it's, it's not just rain. Like these storms bring wind yeah. and branches yeah, you, and you look out on the golf green. course and there's pine straw and branches and, and there's so much rain that the rain washes all the pine straw to the, 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 you know, the gutters and the drains of the golf course. And then the pine straw covers the gutters. And now you've got, you got to clear that drain out. And so you got actually standing water everywhere. Yeah. And then when you drain that standing water, you still have stuff everywhere. You still have debris, all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a big cleanup project. They didn't just open at, you know, one o'clock for the fun of it. Those, those courses that opened in the afternoon had to rush and work their butts off to get them yeah. to even be open. Right. And so for us to demand earlier tea times and, you know, an earlier start time, it would have been impossible. So it yeah. was, a, it was, I think that was a big part of the decision too. Is and like, you know, that Thursday morning we were still dealing with some, uh, outer bands of that too, as well. So that the, kind the of wind was still pretty brutal Thursday morning. And it it was, you know, it, it is what it is. I, th- I believe, you know, you guys made the right call players, you know, they it's beautiful part about this place is this country is that it's free country you can think whatever you think but um trust me we didn't want to make the call That's yeah sure. at the end yeah. of the day we don't want to tell people they can't play it golf took, it took a lot of the, being here. a lot of thinking and deciding and and you know trying to figure out what was best and eventually we landed on that um where to go next for moral day friday was awesome Friday, Friday was awesome. Friday was another beautiful day. It was like, fortunately too, one of the best training golf courses in the area was where we were hosting. Yeah. You know, um, had we been a little bit less training golf course, we could have been Carpath only on Friday and it could have been still kind of miserable, but grand dunes had us riding fairways and they were dry and you know, I thought again, just lives up to being a great golf course. Great host. I mean, I can't think of very many places that could put on the show they put on Friday for us. That was, very awesome. I yeah. thought somebody stole my hoodie. <laughs> U.S. Open hoodie. Yeah, I was. I was Did you ever find that? I, I never heard the end of that. Oh yeah, Hart had it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Where yep. do you have it? Like the one or no? <laughs> no, he doesn't wear hoodies. You know better. Uh, well, right. he did this that week. Yeah, he did. He, he did. I'll give it to him. Um, for like ten minutes. No, he he had thrown it into a box. I was ready to uh, come on this show that next weekend. Um, Gotta find, go scorched earth, but uh, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still, I still might. This is great podcasting. Dylan's currently looking up something on his phone. I'm trying I'll, to find I'll the text it. of whenever yeah. you told me your hoodie was gone. I'm gonna narrate it. I called you. That was it. I'd called you mm. guys because I, you and Scott were in the same car. But no, it, World Am was great. Um, it was it, great. You know, it it was. Big. <laughs> I found it, but I can't read what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah, shocker. I mean, yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> shocker. He wasn't happy, folks. He was not happy about losing the hoodie. You can read it after. Um, yeah. Uh, World Am was great. You know, obviously, it's a really busy week for everybody, but um, glad it happened. Glad it's over, and now we're looking forward to fall golf. Um, I don't know about you. I love fall golf. Fall it's golf the best. Is like it's the best time of year. Really, the best. The like, last week has just been perfect weather. Yeah. Like, like before the grass goes dormant and like, cause I love spring golf, but I'm not the biggest dormant Bermuda guy. Mm-hmm. So I like the fall because you're at, you still got your green grass hasn't gone fully dormant and you know, golf courses are in great shape. Big fan. Yeah. This is a great time of year. The weather is just awesome. It's speaking of fall golf. If you have not, if you are trying to come here, let's say into this month, I mean, it shoot, it is almost the end of September. If you're trying to come here next month in October, 
really need to get on that uh, right now. If you head over to www.playgolfmyrtlebeach.com and start planning that fall golf trip, um, the earlier the better, folks. Preferred tee times, best rate, guaranteed to have the whole group together. That's, you know, now's the time to plan. If you're looking at spring, now's the time to book. I just had a buddy last week ask how he can uh, start going about looking for a golf package for 10 people, and I told him to start planning now. Um, I told him to try to book. He wants to come in May of next year. I told him to book in December just because that will get him his race and he'll be able to the best rates, best tee times, and he'll be able to plan everything else around that. So if you're trying to get that golf package booked, head over to www.playgolfmyrtlebeach.com. Everything you need there for your upcoming golf package. Sorry, plug God here. No, you're um, good. Something impressive I've noticed lately too, just being at different golf courses in the area is the amount of people like our age that I've seen at courses down here. Sorry, get that hot. hoodie off there, man. I'm sweating. I can tell. Uh, but anyways, you don't lose it. Yeah, but just the younger people we've had in town, like the amount of fun they look like they're having, I, I feel like it's just something that I've noticed more of in the last I noticed that about World Am, too. I yeah, noticed that a lot at World Am. Am. At, a I'm much younger crowd. That was cool, man. It was a lot younger of a crowd at World Am this year. Yeah, um, it's just it's nice to see because, like, we get to see it. Like, we live here. We go to these tournaments yeah. for coverage or working at whatever, and, like, we can see what – like type of fun that it is for people our age, but it's hard to, I don't know, explain that or show it at times. But when they come in, they were having a blast, it seems. And truly just like one more plug God thing here. And you guys can also expand <laughs> on this too. But um, shout out to Jake Marsh from Pardon My Take, the real plug God, friend of the show. Um, friend of the program. First friend of, friend of the program in like four months. It's been a while. Uh, been out recruiting. You know, more friends. <laughs> to build off of Dylan's point, um, Myrtle Beach really has something for everybody. You know, if you're if you're looking for strictly golf, like you're coming just to do golf, you can do that. If you're coming for the golf and the mix of nightlife, you can do that. If you're coming to golf, shop, go to the beach and eat your face off, you can do that too. Like there's truly something for every age demographic possible. Yeah. And um even if you're coming with different ages, like if you're coming as a family and you've got a 20 yeah. year old with a 45 year old and an 80 year old, like there's things all three of you can go do together that you'll Pirates all enjoy. Voyage. Like, yeah, yeah, Pirates yeah, Pirates Voyage for sure. Something great. <laughs> That's like your favorite place, man. It's awesome. It's uh, a good time. They got a walrus that stands on his like fin. It, it makes what no does sense. That have to do with a pirate? <sighs> Couldn't tell you, but it's amazing. Does the walrus have an eye patch? I think it does. It has a little hat on or something. Okay. It's adorable. Okay. And it and it does cool things. Yeah. Yeah. We got to fill the air here. David's digging for something, I think. <laughs> no, I'm just getting uh, our order set for our next little segment here. Well, can you guys tell that we're working? Can you guys tell that we're rusty? Uh, rust rusty? is good. There's always, like some fine age in rust, like a nice mm-hmm. 56 degree wedge with a little bit of rust on it. You know, mm, trusty rusty. Taylor made makes those ones that are supposed to rust now. They do. Cobra had the trusty rusty. I can't rusty, get it to rust, really. Yeah, that's true. Ryan's rust great because he just doesn't clean well, them like at all. Well, also if you like, you know, if you're one of the people that constantly just dips your ball, your club to get a ball out of a water hazard down here and then doesn't wipe it off, that'll rust it real quick. That's probably why yeah. his are so rusty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you say, he doesn't clean them either. So he's got grass from like four months ago, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, it's he's the got last nice plates that yeah. have. Then grass. he complains why they don't spin, but like there's just no grooves. It's just grass and right, face. Absolutely, just towing the hell out of it too. So yeah, it's, it's just knuckling. You're not even hitting the groove at that point. You're just yeah. hitting the, the toe. Um, yeah. 
Should so obviously you know <laughs> as you this is the dumbest show of all time like the stupidest thing of all time like if anybody is actually Good still listening is anybody actually still listening to this I don't think so um, I think I just saw Jim get up himself and leave I don't even yeah. think he's here anymore <laughs> look at him he's like I hate these three uh, <laughs> but folks you should stick around though great interview coming with Kate Trick and McGee yeah, um, yeah for stay sure. for that. Uh, you got to hear. Uh, McGinnis' story with Scotty Scheffler that is in the thing, and then you got to hear Katrix Tiger um, story as well. So that's a little. Uh, what was your guys' highlight of the 19th hole this year? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, 19th hole was, mm. was sick. It was. It Mine was, really was the cool. espresso martinis the last night. Well, some I'm of us very didn't get to enjoy those. You know, we were working. Yeah. So I what was my highlight? <laughs> for me, it was the. It was the sandbar for sure, man. It was so cool. Uh, such a cool setup. I was going to say uh, Thursday when it was Salty over. Salty brought the van in, man. Like, he was always – he was over there hustling, man. He was – he made a killing. It was uh, his beer over there. He had his merch flying out. Of, he yeah. had his daughter working for him. I mean, he was working, man. It was good stuff. Uh, out there for it. You, no, you yeah. go ahead. You sure? Yeah. I was going to say the awards show wasn't God out there. damn it, Dylan. <laughs> I could tell you were about to say it. Uh, but no, the awards show, I wasn't there for it, but I saw pictures and heard about it, and it seems like a lot of people took yeah. that to heart, especially the ones that won awards or honors. And It, it was, was awesome. awesome time. The awards show was fun. Uh, my favorite part of the awards show was Charlie crying. Um, <laughs> that, that was my favorite part. And, yeah. um, you know, for uh, – we've – Jim, you've heard us mention him, but Jim and I have gotten to work closely with Charlie a lot and we just finished up a huge project last week with him and uh you never really think that he's the crying type but he 1000% is the crying type <laughs> um more to come on that way down the road you will you'll understand what I'm talking about if any of you remember this but um you know seeing all this seeing the what was it 20 30 40 year participants like like Jeff said in the little documentary, um, you know, like this is part of people's lives. Like this yeah. is just like part of their year. Yeah. People plan this. Like people, some people plan their entire year around World Am. I can confirm people are already calling, asking for next year's dates to set up their trip. Can yeah. we like get like a month off? Like we were happy. You guys I had guys there. asking me like Sunday at check-in, like what the dates were. And it's like, dude, you haven't even played golf this week, man. Yeah. Like, you're already booking next year. Like but I love it. But let's, but let's have fun this week, man. But it's Come the on. same time that it's been for the past like, Pretty much, it's it's on there. It's the like week the, before I Labor Day, they know when it is. The they week, just want to. They know what it is, but yeah. it's it's on there. It's the on week the before Labor Day, August twenty sixth, thirtieth, twenty twenty four, for people listening out. There. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, no, I thought the nineteenth hole was great this year. Um, it was cool. The, food, uh, you know, I unfortunately the layout was different than I've seen it in years past. Yeah. Again, as a patron, and it, it seemed like it had just a good flow to it this year. Everything kind of was like in a good location. The humongous Michelob Ultra, the Bar yeah, surfboard middle. thing was awesome. Yeah. Like that was oh great setup. Speaking of uh, the welcome party, back for the first time. Yes, the uh, hangout some of us too. were moving boxes that whole Sh night. Yeah, yeah. missed it unfortunately. Yeah. Shout out to um, looked Grand, like an awesome time. Grand Strand Realty, Jason Potter, and the whole crew over there for uh, sponsoring that, and thank you to the hangout for hosting it. Um, it from all accounts, it looked like it went great. Yeah, yeah. the pictures looked awesome. Yeah, that's, that's about all I know about it. Um, it's impossible to host without those two that you just mentioned. So yeah, yeah. and thank you to them. For uh, I guess Scott and Ryan did a good job. Too, but maybe cut that. <laughs> hey, cut that. Uh, um, 
Shout out to Encore Golf as well for the sponsoring the prize. The those guys had a good time, man. They oh, had a, yeah, they had guys, a great time. Those guys ate it up. They they, they, they also looked, they dipped a little bit into the nineteenth hole, but you know they had oh, a good they time. looked like they had a blast. <laughs> they were uh, like, every time I check in on them, they were all smiles. I'll their just golf leave balls it at that. were everywhere for the record. Like it's yeah, I can't think of a better place for them to come and show that than the World Am. I mean, it's pitch to get risk contest, driving range demo alley. Speaking of man. that, I was. Uh, some of the we got to make that thing harder. We have Dude, a, we, apparently we have some amazing the long short game people. No, the pitch to get rich, man. We've had it two years, and both years the flex stick has been hit on the twenty five thousand. Also, it averaged it. about like twenty six. Yeah, after like four. It averaged like twenty six no, makes a night, like dude. It was it was like twenty five to twenty six makes a night. That yeah, I was I sitting there putting that, the info, man. and I'm like, how are so many people making? it? I tried it like a hundred times, and didn't even make it. So, what what the hell? There, I said one. Just for you, David. I didn't make the putt, the long putt. Did you guys? I made it once, but it, I tried it so many times. Well, we're going to need that in like a month, so keep that up. Um, Me and you? Yeah. We'll take it to him. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Insider information. Just a little World Am group outing that we're going to have. and It's going to be a Some of us has, have played well, and they had to split us off of one team thinking it's going to solve the issue, but I, I don't think it's going you know to. David and I are we're not going to We're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Um, no. David and I will play yeah, well. There's that's a new the, team entering the, the fold that's been point. very quiet so far. No. Well, Ryan, just Ryan, you can tell Ryan's like 65 years old. He just loves to get 25 email email chains going. And just like I looked at my phone on Friday and had 42 emails from him. I was like, what the hell is going on? And it's just all just about him just talking crap. I'm definitely going to have to cut that from this show. 1,000%. No. I just called Ryan 65 years old. Um, yes. You were close. You can just voice over and say 50 and it's fair. Uh, what else did we have from World Am? Um, um, anybody else we need to give mad props to? Thank, I mean, th- of course, thanks to everybody that played. Um, all the staff of the Let's convention see. center. And every golf course. And every well. golf yeah. course. Shout out to, I don't think he's going to be watching the show, but Orlando Henrique, he brought just dozens of people from portugal again which i think that gets that's heavily very, overlooked of it's very cool how, what a task he got is. an award his whole group got up he on did get an award yeah so. but i'm just yeah but no 100 it's called World awesome Man. for him to do that like i called, can't imagine me getting 40 people from myrtle beach and going to portugal for a week and playing i don't golf think like i have just, 40 friends yeah mm, no that's also a problem. On, Probably the, not. on the golf shop side of things uh to just revisit that as well these guys uh had to work like crazy to get us rain checks for our players on the Thursday Um, and, you know, coordinating all that and making sure that the players were given rain checks. I mean, it was a lot of coordinating and discussing with the golf courses and they did a good job. So just again, yeah, shout, shout out, out to, out to that even happened. The yeah, big shout out to them. For, I mean, it was a logistical mess like on all parts and everybody did what they needed to do. And or, I'm sorry, let me just say it could have, ha- there was the potential that it was a logistical mess and it wasn't because yeah. everybody did what they needed to do and, and communication was flawless. So and shout out last week was uh thank a superintendent day. Um, but for, as it relates to world am shout out to all golf course superintendents along the grand strand for day in day out, keeping the golf courses up in shape. Yeah. It's not an easy task. Um, tell you, it was a good year for golf course quality, man. There's a lot of, a lot of golf yeah. courses in really good shape. Um, you know, we, we didn't hear much of any people complaining about conditions of golf courses that they had to play. So you love that, right? You know, it's, and I think the most important shout out that we have to, um, that we don't want to forget is shout out to you guys for uh, no, running no, the whole event. Yeah. Um, it doesn't go on without you, Scott, Patrick, and I guess Ryan. Ryan and Ryan. 
I didn't want to keep. I didn't want to put Ryan in there. But and Chad was back this year. Chad, Chad was, was back this year. Chad, back. Chad a, held down the. the he's war a psychopath room. for like volunteering to do that. He also just yeah. loves the war room, man. I know. It, yeah, it gets him going. <laughs> I know. He was excited. Dude, sure. just give just give Chad a Red Bull in the war room, and he is good to go. Um, it's a fun job though. Like I don't want people to think we're here just suffering. Like as much as we say, like we're no. glad it's over and stuff for a break. Like so, it's it's we're glad it's over just because there's five of us running a thirty five hundred person event. You know, that's, yeah. um, <laughs> the work itself is fun. The soreness and everything I feel on Saturday after that's the the suffering. Yeah, I think I, I covered uh, what was it? I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I covered a I think I did twelve miles just in convention center. Yeah, uh, of walking. It was like twenty five thousand steps. Total of twelve. My watch died because I was taking so many steps um, <laughs> that even my watch stopped keeping track of it. All right, so let's dive into something fun. So, as you most of you all know, we do the um, we do the best of Myrtle Beach draft. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. And um, so this time we're gonna. I figured let's do something that's not necessarily Myrtle Beach centric, but it's something that you can get at every Myrtle Beach golf course. Uh, today we're going to talk about best turn sl- turn drink slash snack or food that you can get. What's your favorite? Uh, now you said you were wondering what I was doing a few minutes ago. I was randomizing the order for the draft. Oh. Um, you might have seen my reaction. It's I might a have draft. been draft. I didn't prepare for this. I might have been mouthing a few. It, just think about drinks or food. Of like, what what do you normally get at the turn? Like, just think about well, that. I don't want to sneak out my first pick, man. Okay. Could be um, the third pick. I don't want to sneak it out. No. So the draft order is Ben, mm. Dylan, myself. See, I could have gave away the number one overall pick to Ben. Well, you know what, man? I'm, I mean, I think there's like a there's there's just a, there's a glaring number one overall that's just staring me in the face that I have to take, right? Yeah. So like, Ben, why, mm. speaking of, why don't you just go ahead and lead us off here? Turn food slash drink draft. So begins. I'm taking one. Yeah. Food or drink, not like a combo. Yeah. One. Okay. You take either a food or drink. Well, then I'm just going to have to go with the first overall pick of the turn dog. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean you, it's you can't. You're a glizzy gladiator, you man. You can't not, man. It's, it's, it's just nothing like a I glizzy can see it right turn, now. Man. I'm just going to have a hot dog just come in like, over your face like in the video. Hey, do you want to edit two in my hands right Ooh, here? Good idea. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh glizzy, wow. man. <laughs> Dumbest show of all time. Um, um, yeah, it, turn dog. Easy one, sure. one. Yeah. Easy number one. 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 There's Easily. there's a few different ways you could have gone with that, but the the you know it's like a golf tournament. You yeah. can't win it on Thursday, but you can definitely lose it. You and it's it. like you know I, I had a couple backups. If I had gotten the third pick, I was ready as well. You definitely didn't you lose know, it because I didn't expect the turn dog to follow to me if I was number three. One hundred percent. So I had to you know jump on the opportunity as number one. Uh, that my turn dogs. That's my you know yeah number one. Dylan, your first round pick. We're doing three just to keep this okay. in mind. This is three rounds, and it's a snake. So I'm gonna get two back to back. Should like we do four? Justin Jefferson with the first pick, basically. That's Obviously. Well, great yeah. pick. Fell into his lap. It's I mean, okay. look at Justin Jefferson this year, man. He's yeah. Turned out to be great. Uh, I will take... Oh, and two. <laughs> I will take a... Uh, it might be an underrated kind of reach here, but I'll take a chicken salad sandwich. Ooh, okay. Uh, that is a, that is a, that's not a reach. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. my ears are open for this one. Yeah. Chicken salad. That's a good choice. Does like tuna and egg salad and all that fall underneath it or just... No, egg salad's you, gross. Yeah, it's just, just chicken got, salad. You got chicken salad. I know Ryan's yeah. just shaking back there just hearing yeah, me talk you about You got it. just chicken salad. Okay, we'll take chicken salad uh, on wheat for sure. That's my go-to. On wheat. So my first pick, I'm going to go into the drink category for the um, for the first one, and I'm going to go with the double transfusion. Mm. Yeah, the double transfusion is my first pick. Um, are really, you snaking it or you get two in a row or what? What do you mean? Snake draft or? Yeah, we get two in a row. Oh. That's my first pick. 
Um, and then my second, I'm just going to go with a snack. It's something that I wouldn't necessarily pair with the transfusion, but just a good old classic Snickers bar at mm. the turn, man. I tell you what, fires me up. Just, just take it and just put it right in my mouth. Yeah, you're not you yeah. when you're 10 over at the turn. So you get a Snickers and, and there you go. You see that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, Dylan, what's your pick? I'm going to go off the uh, candy trail as well. I'm going to go M&M's. Ooh. Wow. I, I knew this was coming. Just because of the ease of Did you say hand to mouth uh, Oh, you can't have eating. peanut. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to kill me over here, man. Come on. You jerk. They're the best ones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish you could experience in them because you'd be I like, I oh, want these, to at all. You'd be like, these are the best. I get it. Dylan, yeah. I want you around, so I don't. Want Not to only are chocolate M and M's the best to me, they are my only choice. So we're just gonna go chocolate M and M's. The only one. You can do the pretzel ones. They're fake M and M's, man. It's either chocolate or peanut. And right. Right. The rest of it. It's like the third and fourth movie when you should have just stopped after the second. It's okay. Too far. Mm. Okay. So chocolate good, M and M's. Good shout. All right, Ben. Uh, I think this you get is, two here. Oh, mm. perfect. This is a this is an easy one for me for number two. It goes perfect with my number one, and it's just a good old fashioned cold, crappy American light beer. Yep, and just coming. give me a bag of them. What's in your ice. What's your brand? See, it depends. Like if it's really hot, Coors Light. Yeah. If it's Mountains are like cool. a nice day. Yeah, I don't know why, but Coors Light in, in like the really hot heat is I the only few, beer that doesn't I like, a few this weekend while we were make playing. me feel kind of crappy. Yeah. If it's nice, nicer out, like kind of like it is today, I'll go with a butter or a Miller, just kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, okay. um, whichever one I look at, when I look at the little case and the little, and I see one of them, it looks at me first, that's the one I pick. Uh, and then post round would be like a IPA or something, but I don't mess with the heavy beers during the round. Anything IPA is a no. little too it's too heavy. I don't I don't like it. Uh, My dad strictly drinks Budweiser. It's crazy. Yeah, see, it's got to be light for me, Way like something much. light. I need just because I need that watery, crappy goodness. I love it so much. Um, and then for my third pick is just a classic pick me up in the morning for me at the turn. Just, yeah. just give me a little Nature Valley bar, man. Oh, that's a good mm. one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, Dang. that's yeah. Just a Nature Valley at the turn Dang, holds so me, went, especially when I'm playing in the morning. You know, we make the turn about ten o'clock. That'll hold me over until lunchtime after the round. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. you went two. You went two foods. I'm on the fence right now about doing two drinks or two foods. Oof, tough. Mm. It's a tough call. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, someone had to. Do I'm it. on the fence. Do I go thirsty over here? Do I take a third food? Do I Your last pick. Mm. What do you got here? We'll go just a classic red Gatorade, Powerade. That's yeah. Whatever that's, you think. I had one of those. Cold for sure. If it's cold. hot, no, then you can't we're do not hot. Touching it. Uh-uh. Get out. Get the hot out of here. Yeah. Yeah, cold room fridge. temperature Gatorade. No ice, though. If you put ice in it, it all No, that ruins it, too. It's, it's got to be. straight out of the fridge, freezer, yep. whatever. It's, um, it's, for me, it's blue, but yeah, you guys are red guys. Oh, the blue. color's kind of interchangeable, but yeah. depends on what I'm eating. Red's like a, red or blue's a sweet. If I'm eating like a, mm, I don't know, I pair the, I'm, I'm a psychopath for the record. I pair like a red Gatorade or a blue Gatorade with like a sweet, like an M&M or a candy bar or something. And then if I'm going like burger or something, I'll go. Tangy with like the red That's or yellow fine. Gatorades, so. yeah, or That's, orange or yellow Gatorades. It's not as crazy as for you me. Think also, it's your not. boy gets that reflex, so I like the Gatorade Zero because it doesn't have that one hundred percent high fructose corn syrup it's stuff fair. in it, and there's nothing worse than acid reflex on the golf course. Oh, yeah, it makes you want to throw up. No, it's great. Um, so my last pick, <laughs> um, mainly you get them at uh, Turn House or you can get them in most clubhouses here as well, but. Uh, it's the chilled Uncrustables. Oh my goodness, what a pick! Yeah, it's, oh, it's the Uncrustables. Okay. Sorry, man. Dylan. 
I mean, are y'all trying to kill me in here? No. But, <laughs> yes. But um, my goodness, is an undercrustable that like like it dude. was like in the freezer, and then you put it in yes. the fridge for like a couple hours, like that. Oh yeah. Oh, like all right, Jim, cut this camera back to me. Like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have Ben holding two hot dogs. It's me holding two <laughs> uncrustables. Like that's that's what the video is. Um, we honorable real props. I know honorable mentions. Um, not honestly, like I'm a just a big giant cold glass of uh, water. Like I just some, especially if it's like a thousand degrees and just like taking some, like dumping it in your hat, putting it on, like letting it just kind of run down your hair. Yeah. You look like, you look crazy. I know a guy who just drinks straight out of the cooler when the ice melts. So who? Yeah. Do we need to share? I think we need to share that story. <laughs> I think that's about the extent of it that we need um, to share. We'll share it. It's okay. So yeah. Ryan Hart, we all know Ryan Hart. All the world oh. and people know him. From um, the program. What golf course where we at? I think Point. it was that True Blue tournament, wasn't it? It was, it was. We were at True Blue. It was hot. We didn't ask for the cooler to be filled with ice or anything. We just went, played golf with a bear cooler. Uh, We get to like six, and Ryan's just thirsty. He's probably getting smoked by the – well, no, it's a scramble tournament, so he's probably chipping in every now and then. But regardless, he's wore out. He's tired. He's thirsty. Doesn't have a water to drink. Uh, Goes to the cooler, realizes that we didn't put anything in the cooler, and just (laughs) – Drinks the water from the ice melting. Drinks the moisture from the cooler. Dude, what is wrong with him? Yeah, and then he started feeling sick. If you're surprised, by oh that. wow! Yeah, two holes later, say. he's got like headache. He's dizzy. He's like, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. And I'm like, dude, you just drank the moisture out of a cooler that didn't come from ice. It didn't come from water. It just came from literally sitting in a um, cart barn overnight. I'm and, so sorry for everybody listening to this show because yeah, if you're driving, you're probably wrecking right now. And also, it's, it's Dylan's fault. Can, I, can yeah. we revisit the uh, honorable mentions? And, yeah, and I want to go along right. with your your ice cold water and throw in a lemonade. Lemonade, a yeah. lemonade. Over ice Every once in a while, a soda. I'll go a soda. Like something if I need like a little pick me up and it's too late for coffee. I'll um, go Mountain Dew for sure. Yeah. If it's over forty on the front nine, see, I don't. There's I, a Mountain I, Dew I coming do for oh, sure. Oh, if it's over, it's if, if it's over forty on the front nine, we're doing tequila shots, bag of high noons, and double <laughs> transfusion. And real quick, y'all did the Uncrustables and the yeah. You have the M and M's. Uh, you can put EpiPens for me right here. <laughs> just any chance? <laughs> just EpiPens right here. That's yeah. all I hear yeah. when I hear nuts. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> God, so. if only you could experience a cold Uncrustable, man. Oh, God, they're no. so good. Anyways. That cold Uncrustable turned to a cold hospital bed. Oh, but it'd minutes. be worth it, to be honest. Mm. It's so good. Probably not. All right, <laughs> folks. I think that's about it for this, um, for our portion of this show. Now we're going to throw it over to a interview conducted during World AM at the 19th Hole with uh, Brian Katrick, John McGinnis, and yours truly. Um, like I mentioned earlier, if you're thinking about a Myrtle Beach golf trip, get on it right now. The earlier, the better. Um, start planning that today. Get those tee times locked down. Get, get those flights booked. Get your hotel or your lodging booked. Um, you won't want to miss next year. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of cool things coming. So, um, Quick little plug, too, just event-wise. Yeah. A um, couple events that are open for registration. Short Par 4 Fall Classic is sold out right now. There's yeah, a waiting list. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one is full. You might can still get in if you need a waiting list, but more than likely not. It's a good one. Uh, and then in the spring, we've already got some that's open for registration. We got Brenton Resorts Classic in February, uh, the fifth through the seventh, and then uh, World Am Q School, newly sponsored by True Links Wear. Um, every player is going to be getting a pair of shoes in that one. So check that out as yeah. well. And we no, it's it. not like a qualifying thing for World Am. It no. is you can come win your entry fee to World Am. That's yes. the best part of Q School, man. It's it's all start the are credit people think it's like a you know like a pro event. Like it's no. Not, yeah, you know. no, it's not. Start your start your World Am journey. 
with Q school. That's, That's right. what all yeah. the ad copy that if I you're playing world and it's, like, and it's what top, I think top 10 in your flight, you win money towards your entry fee. World. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a no brainer. I mean, if yeah. you're playing world and there's you no reason you're school. not playing it's, in Q school. If you can't make it Myrtle beach, I get it. But like, yeah. if you're able to come here, able to stay here for three days, play golf, get and you're playing in world in August, like there is zero reason why you shouldn't be playing in that. Yeah, man. Cool. All right, folks, we'll see you soon. Enjoy this interview. Get to the uh, Brian Katrick and John McGinnis interview. Just wanted to thank our presenting sponsors for this week's show. First off, Leverage Chase Golf Golf Club uh, just reopened, brand new greens. I was up there last week actually, checked them out. They look great. Growing process went fantastic. Um, it's an awesome golf course, Dylan. I know you've played it before. You've actually drafted a few holes in our drafts before. I have. Um, yeah, it's a great layout. It's a fun layout. Eighteenth um, hole is probably one of the coolest designed holes in Myrtle Beach. Has a little waterfall action. Uh, it's, it's a great layout. So if you're heading, if you want to book a tee time there, head over to www.bigcatsgolf.com. That's one more time. That's www.bigcatsgolf.com. And our second presenting sponsor is Ocean Annie's Resort. Um, right near, right on in the middle of Myrtle Beach. And they have the Ocean Annie's Bar and let me tell you, it's a time and a half. It uh, sure is, man. It is a time. <laughs> it, sure it, is. it is a time and a half. It's been zoned out over here. It's awesome. Uh, I, I yeah, we start, talk, updates, we start talking about drinking and business. He's man. alive now, man. Look um, it's a fantastic spot to book uh, your lodging for your golf trip, and they can book your golf trip or the, your golf package for you. Um, and, you know, who doesn't like after your round being able to go and uh, have a few drinks at the bar, maybe go jump in the ocean or the pool? Uh, it just it has something for everybody. So if you want to book your room there, head over to www.oceanantiesresorts.com. One more time, that is oceanantiesresorts.com. And without further ado, Brian Katrick and John McGinnis. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Myrtle Beach Golf Report. As always, I am your host, David Williams, and I'm joined by two very special guests, Brian Katrick, John McGinnis. Guys, thanks for joining the show. I think special is the right word there. There's a lot of connotations of that word. It's you guys not are, specific enough to fit us right in. No, no, you guys are special. We appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedule to come sit down and talk to me on this small little show, so I appreciate it. Um, how's the week been, guys? Well, I'm not good at golf anymore. Um, that's so not true. That's depressing. But, but, he, but he plays every single day. Yeah. Yeah, but we're coming in in a bad spot for our, for my game. Uh, John's lucky; he's been there, done that, and so he doesn't have to measure. He doesn't feel the comp- he's not compelled to measure himself anymore on the golf course. Uh, I'm just now getting to the point where I should stop doing that. <laughs> I'm not getting sick of it yet, but maybe this is the week that I finally get sick of it. So, uh, one of the things that I've observed uh, uh, through Brian and his golf game is. That it is actually possible. I call it the New York taxi driver theory. It is possible to do something every day and not improve at it. I mean, the New York taxi drivers, they've been doing it forever, and they still suck. And they're terrible. Um, Well, I mean, I hate to say this about my partner, but he's playing every day, and he's not getting any better. It's the New York taxi driver uh, theory. Don't let him put you down like that. You just just got to keep working. Scores are automated, David. The world (laughs) They can see them. I can't hide. He knows it. He lived that life for real. So it is what it is. I, I need to – there's nothing that a day on the range won't cure. Exactly. But I'm or a new driver. Oh, or, yeah. 
that road I've gone down. I new, like new putter, new wedges, new irons, something. We were playing in a two man event in January uh, in Scottsdale, which is my favorite uh, three days of the year for playing golf. And my partner, after round one, went to the local uh, PGA Tour Superstore, not even that, because there was a used barrel. He, now, he gets all of his equipment for free, and he showed up the next day with a hybrid that he paid $19 for. Pulled a Rory, like Rory did uh, at BMW. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not actually sure that I bought the $19 one. I don't remember if I bought that one or the $12 one, because <laughs> I kept working down. It was funny. From, from left to right, they kept getting cheaper, and I'm looking, well, this one's got a nice grip on it. It's only $12. Uh, and I, I don't just remember that because I also uh, – went next door to the movie theater and bought some popcorn for like seven. So I mean, that's a whale of a day for me. I got some movie theater popcorn. I got a new golf club. Seven dollars yeah. seems cheap for popcorn. Yeah, I don't think I got out of I don't think I spent twenty bucks. I mean I felt really good about that Tuesday evening or whatever it was. Is the hybrid it, still in the bag? It never even made it in the bag. Yeah. Okay. The it part. made it to the range the next morning. <laughs> and I am hearing him he was behind me hitting balls and I hear Damn. Damn, that's it. Gonna work. What? What is that? And then he told me the story. Yeah, it just it never it never made it into the lineup. Well, I, I think that's part of the game. Of what makes golf so beautiful is that, I mean, you know, you can sit there and hit balls for hours and hours and hours, and you might hit your last three shots great, and then you go to the first tee, you're feeling all high and mighty, and then you just wipe one straight in the bunker. I heard Kisner talk about that this morning. How he was like, you know, you can go hit forty drivers perfect on the range, and then the moment you get to First tee, you just smack one out of bounds. Most tour players um, who play for a long time have some sort of hobby that gives them immediate gratification. Cooking is a big one. You go to the grocery store, you buy the ingredients, an hour later, you have a meal. That's gratifying. You have accomplished something because, to your point, you can stand on that driving range and hit balls all day and not know if you got any better and – you have, the golfers are, are human. We need something to grab a hold of to say, okay, boy, I did accomplish something today. It's the most beautiful and frustrating game at the same time. Uh, speaking of golf, you guys are in town again for the World Am. How many years have you two been coming here to do the World Am? So that's such a great question. We should We're so that. bad at this. <laughs> we should know this, but we don't know this. It, you've, I've been here five years, and you've been here every year oh, yeah, without well, fail. It's, it's somewhere between seven and ten. Yeah, it, was, it may be ten. So they asked us this at check-in. This is the 40th anniversary, as you're aware. And they had, at check-in, they had some commemorative coins that they were going to give out. And some of them were poker chips for your various years. Some of them were your first year, and I think they were – some of the numbers. I think mean, I saw three or four different style poker chips, but then there were like gold medal, Olympic medal size things for whether you played in 10 or 20. And I said, I think this is 10. And she gave me the silver one for 10. So I've got the 10. I'm not sure if it's 10, maybe nine. Don't tell anybody. I won't. Because I got the, the coin thing. Nobody's going to hear this. We right? can, I, you I, know what? We'll cut cut this. We've been here for 10 years. Ten. Let me let me it's just ten. go back ten. and answer the question. Perfect, because then we can just cut all that middle part yes. out and we'll be fine. Ten, I got the coin to prove it. <laughs> so, let's talk about this week. Brian, how are you playing? Not good. Not good. I hit my, so, I play a little fade. Uh, and, and you understand that, David. I play fade. Everybody knows it. Uh, except for my first swing of the week. on a, uh, I think it was a par five. I don't know what, what hole it was, but it, it 
there was no room left where this ball went. Uh, it actually hit like two trees that kept it from hitting somebody's house, and it came back into the water. So I come here playing a fade, and my first swing of the week goes 30 yards left. That's a problem. Yeah. So now we got to nurse that around for the rest of the week. I, as somebody else who does play a fade like myself, I have been there when you just have the dreaded double cross. I've been fighting the dreaded double cross for about a year now, and it's just you try everything and nothing works. By the way, I haven't had another one left since then. Of course not. Well, that's My good. My aiming has not you know, adjusted yet, but <laughs> I have not. I still think I can hit a draw. <laughs> so I, haven't, I haven't succeeded except for that one time. Well, I mean, that's that is one time though that you know you have to at least take <laughs> something it. from it. Um, so you, we just we established ten years. That's the number we settled on for you all. Uh, how long you've been here? Do each of you have a f- favorite moment, John? I'll start with you. You know, I actually have met some folks here, and I don't I don't play technically. I'm still a professional. This is the world's largest amateur golf tournament. Um, but I've made some friends here that I talked to throughout the year that. Come by, I live in Wilmington now. They come to Wilmington and we play golf together. Um, so just hanging out and meeting all these people. And, you know, we'll, we'll hear it all year on the show. Um, hey, we'll see you at the World Am, yeah. which, which is awesome. So for me, it's not a specific moment, but, you know, just the people that I've met, it, it's awesome. Brian, what about you? I've got two, actually. At two different years, I've actually won something. Uh, on not the World Am, but – Won the pairs competition with two different partners. One with uh, with Wes Salmons the year that they were sending us to Portugal, which That's that awesome. was awesome. We were Team USA. Our clothing sponsor, uh, partner of ours on the show, Bobby Jones, gave us uniforms and the whole nine yards. And there was a flag ceremony. We had a jacket to wear, and we needed it because that, it actually happened. So so Wes Salmons and I getting to go to Portugal was was one of the moments. And then. Uh, Todd Styers from Short Par 4 yep. and I partnered up either the year after that or, or one more year after that, and we won. Uh, and that year, the way it worked out was that got me to the fifth day, which I've never made it to. Todd had made it to the fifth day, and the, uh, the teams, when Wes and I won, the fifth day got rained out because we weren't going to win. <laughs> uh, we, you know, who knows what was going to happen. Yeah. He had to, he's a school teacher. He had to teach school, and I had to work. So we weren't even here on the Friday, but it was one of the hurricane years, and they didn't play the Friday. It was the last time it had happened. So, so here I actually make it to Friday with Todd, and Todd was in the top three in the, in the scratch division, and that's back when they would take the top three. Yeah. So the thing that made sense, since I was in the scratch division, I wasn't in the top three, was just let me round out the foursome. So I got to play with the top three in the scratch division on the final day over at the die course at Barefoot. I got a front row seat to it. I actually beat one of the guys. Uh, Ryan Reynolds won that year. I remember that remember year. Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool won the golf tournament. Yep. Turns out it wasn't him. But, uh, but so and, and Todd and I won the team again. So, so I've won the team side of it twice. But, but being there with those guys, the intensity of the fifth day, even at the World Am, and, and I wasn't supposed to be there. But it was like a pro-am for me. I got to play with three guys that had been beating me all week, and I got to watch the final round. I have a memory that I'd like to share as well. Please. Um, there was a year that the band, and the, you may be able to hear the band in the background right now, the band was uh, close friends with John Daly. Oh, and boy. Daly showed up here with Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish, and Daly, of course, uh, regaled the, the audience with Knocking on Heaven's Door, the one song that he uh, does beautifully. 
And, uh, of course, the festivities here end at 9 o'clock. And at about 8.30, Mark Bryan uh, is like, hey, I got a buddy that owns a bar down the street. Um, let's go there and take the band with us, and we'll have a jam session. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm good for that. I, I can make that. I'm interested. Uh, I remembered this story the other day because Wynn McMurray, who's from Wilmington, who was at Golf Channel at the time, was there with her mother. And I just ran into her mother in Wilmington. Jane is the and, best. And uh, had, had a great conversation. But um, So we go to this bar, and Mark's up there jamming with these, these guys in the band. Daly gets up and does some songs. Some other guys who I'd never heard of come in with their guitars um, because they heard there was a jam session going on. And we were there until the wee hours of the morning, and it was awesome. That's That sounds awesome. All right, so why wouldn't that be my favorite memory? Because I go everywhere with John McGinnis, which is a great life. Uh, that same night, I was, I was, whatever year that was, I was doing well in, in the scratch flight. You know, I may have been seventh with however many rounds to play. John Daly himself, now I didn't know what they were going to go do. But we were leaving the convention center, and the question was, am I going with John and John? I actually didn't know Mark Bryan was here. Or am I going to go to bed? I looked at John, of all people in the world, John Daly, and said, no, thanks, man. I'm in contention in this thing. I'm going to go to bed. We got a 9 a.m. shotgun tomorrow. And I could not have disgusted John Daly <laughs> more. I mean, this is a guy that stayed up all night and then won majors. Yeah. I got to go to bed at 930 because I'm sitting in seventh in the world am. And then, of course, it blows up in my face because I missed this. It was it oh, was awesome. That sounds awesome. That sounds like that has to be like one of the best nights. There, maybe all told there were 150 people in this place. And everybody knew each other. I mean, it was like a, it was it was a big night. That is awesome. Uh, I want to go back to you were t- you mentioned Todd in short part four, uh, and you meant we were talking about hurricanes and stuff. Just want to uh, hope all is well. I'm not sure when you all are listening to this, but I hope everything is well with short part four and their headquarters and everybody down there in Florida. Had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with Todd and everybody last year in November at a TBC Sawgrass and he is a hell of a player. Um, and he's a riot to say the least. Um, so just wanted to send my well wishes their way. Um, I want to dive into kind of what you all are doing now. Talk about the show, uh, PJ tour radio, everything like that. How, what all have you all done this year? Where have they sent you guys everywhere for the most part? So we work for, uh, PJ tour radio. Uh, we do the majors, uh, for them, we also both work uh, for the PGA Tour, doing PGA Tour Live on ESPN Plus. Um, so we're very rarely together. That's one of our favorite things about this week is we actually sit next to each other for four days in a row uh, doing shows. Um, all the great places we've been uh, pale in comparison to where they're sending us next month. Oh, I think I could guess. Yeah, we're going to Italy for the Ryder Cup. That's the, the only trip we didn't make this year was to Royal Liverpool. John's, but we've both made it in the past. We've actually not made that one together. Uh, we do a different thing for the radio coverage of the British Open. There's still opportunities to go. My daughter's birthday is right around then, so it's not. I can't she has the birthday. best birthday. She does have a great birthday. She's a great birthday twin. 
<laughs> who doesn't mind going over there on uh, on his birthday? But I can't miss a girl's birthday, that, that my no. daughter. So, so I haven't made that trip in a while. But we make every other trip. We're very fortunate. We we're going to go to that really cool spot three hours from here in April. You know, we're we're very fortunate to go there. Uh, all the majors, you know, Ryder Cup. It's it's a pretty good pretty good spot. Next year, I might drive to all the majors. I'm going to drive to all the majors. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's very and cool. We get Pinehurst, which is a drive for both of us, that's not a problem. Uh, Louisville, which yep. is a little longer drive for him, it's a six and a half, seven ish for me. Yeah, from Atlanta. And then Augusta is no big deal. No. Um, speaking of Augusta, you were on you were on radio for Tiger Shot on sixteen uh, in twenty nineteen. I was. Describe that moment if you can, because that's one of the best golf shots I remember personally. Well, if it had gone in, it would have been. I think we would have seen somebody jump in the water. You know, this is this is the best behaved crowd in all of sports, and it's the hardest ticket in all of sports. And those two things going hand in hand is really hard to imagine. But I I really wonder what sort of disturbance there would have been. There would have had to have been some disruption if the ball had gone in. Something, uh, but it didn't go in. The reason I'll never forget it was we remember the iconic scene of him walking up the 18th fairway at East Lake and all the Atlantans filling in behind that. So my son had told me the day before, and he had just gotten his driver's license. Uh, he told me the day before that in Eastlake, he said, I want to go down there. And uh, I was like, oh, great. You come home from church. We'll go down there tomorrow. We'll see. So he comes home from church. Tiger's making the turn. He's got like a six-shot lead. And he's like, I'm not, I, t- I wanted to go if it was close. Well, now I'm not going to make a kid go if he doesn't want to go. So we stayed at home. We would have been in that. Fast forward to the next uh, the next April. Now he's got his driver's license, and, uh, and you know, we missed a chance to see Tiger win. Tiger's in contention. So there were a lot of hoops he had to jump through. Include, remember, that, that Sunday we played in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that shot happened at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. So Henry had to make a road trip for the first time. He had to drive two hours all by himself. He had to rendezvous with several people that were going to get him in a ticket. Fruit. You know who got him the ticket that freed him up? Who? Charlie Reimer <laughs> came up with a ticket at about 1 o'clock in the morning. A ticket shows up. So now I can't go get my son. My wife can't take him. We're going to meet halfway. And I, Look, buddy, it is up to you. You're going to have to get up at this time. So I'm going to leave the house. We're going to meet. And this is... Ten things this kid who's never made this drive before has to do. He does just them. got his driver's license, too. Just got his driver's license. He does them all. He comes up, and he's standing next to me in the tower at 16. That's awesome. When this shot goes in. He had never seen a hole-in-one before in his life. He got there just in time to see Justin Thomas make his. So the first hole-in-one he saw was Justin Thomas, and then an hour later he sees one of the greatest moments in major championship history, and I got my son standing there. So – yeah, it kinda, I, I've got some thoughts. <laughs> it was pretty good. I was going to say, you could write a book just about that. I, I could. I think I just did. I'm sorry to take too much of your time. He got to, Mike Tirico was hosting the Masters, so he gets to meet Mike Tirico. You know, it, just, it was a pretty big Sunday for him. I would say so. John, you recently, um, and I spoke about this with you a little bit before, you just recently posted a photo of you and the number one player in the world. <laughs> Uh, standing on the bridge at the BMW, uh, how did that come about? It was crazy. Um, I had no idea. So it was the 12th hole, and it's a, it's a quirky hole. 
you can try to hit it all the way down to the end of the fairway, or you lay back. Well, Scotty laid laid back. John Rahm, who he's playing with, had to hit it all the way down to the end of the fairway. John couldn't get to his ball while Scotty was hitting, so now Scotty knocks it on the green, and he comes and stands on the bridge that I'm calling these shots from, which is away from uh, the rope line, so there's no no people there. And as he's walking up, John hasn't even gotten his yardage yet, and I asked him how he was doing. Uh, as, as his family there? We both uh, happen to know, have gotten to know the Scheffler family, and they're an amazing group of people. And uh, we'd had a little conversation, and then John is hitting, and somehow some uh, newspaper photographer took this picture, and it got to our production manager, who the next morning showed it to me, and I said, who is this guy? And I, I had not met him. And uh, I said, well, would you send him a text and see if I can put it on social media? That's a really cool picture. And so I did. And then I actually sent the picture to uh, Scott Scheffler, Scotty's dad. And uh, he said that was really cool. And I told him that if Scotty wanted me to sign the picture for him, I'd be happy to. And I didn't get, I didn't get any response on that one. See, that's kind of rude on his part, honestly. <laughs> I, there's a lot of people in this world that would pay a lot of money for that. The funny thing is the Schefflers are nice enough people where Scott probably went and asked Scotty. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, he probably did ask him. Hey, and you want Scotty him to probably this? didn't say no. He may not have that conversation yet. <laughs> Sticking kind of in the broadcasting realm here, You've, you both have been at this for a very long time. You've interviewed dozens of people. I just saw you did an interview with Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons recently. Who, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most famous person, but who in both of your eyes was your best interview? Uh, Tiger. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, well, John. I have this job because I asked Tiger the worst question he's ever been asked. Which was? Um, and... That was in 2004. I had just had elbow surgery. Um, I got asked to fill in for two weeks on USA Network, um, which I, I didn't want to do. My agent called. I'm in a sling. I'm, I'm in pain. And he said, do you have any interest in doing television? I said, no. And he said, well, hang on a second. <laughs> he said, it's Thursday, Friday coverage on USA Network. The first week is the Senior Players Championship. You're on from four to six. I can fly you in Wednesday night. I can fly you out Friday night. You'll spend two nights at the Ritz Carlton, and they're going to pay you five grand. I said, you know, I may be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can make <laughs> The second week of my two-week broadcast career uh, was the uh, Buick Open. Also, same airport. I flew to the same airport two weeks in a row. And um, I walked the last eight holes with Tiger, and he's the defending champion, as he was every year. And it's 2004 now, and he comes down the steps, and he makes a, a joke about the fact that I'm in a sling. And I could tell he was in a, in a good mood. And so I asked him a golf question. And then the second question, I have Lance Barrow from CBS, yep. who has at least two dozen Emmys uh, from football and golf, in the headset saying, ask him what he has to do on the weekend to win the golf tournament. But I've got 10 minutes left in my broadcasting career. <laughs> And the question that came out of my mouth was, Tiger, we all know you're getting married soon. How's that going to affect your fishing? Oh. <laughs> and it he should get you fired. It should get you fired. He spent 90 seconds talking about spear fishing in the islands and went on and on. Bill McAtee and John Cooker in the booth. As When I say uh, 
Thanks, Tiger. Play great this weekend. What an answer. Back up to you guys. John Cook said, somebody needs to hire John McGinnis right now. <laughs> and they did. Uh, two hours later, they offered me the, the last 11 weeks of the schedule. And uh, that was 20 years ago. And the rest is history. Wow, that is awesome. I would have not. I would have never guessed that that would have been the answer. I, I, we, I was shocked. I mean, I was expecting him to laugh. And um, every interview I did with him after that, because PGA Tour Radio literally started the next season, and so we were following Tiger every week from 05 on. Every interview I did with him after that, before, he'd say, straight golf today, McGinnis. And I would ask straight golf questions after that because, I mean, he'd already gotten me the job. And he had said, when Tiger says something, I feel like, yeah. obviously I have no experience in this, but you just do what Tiger asks. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, So there's yeah. a picture. Have you seen, is it still your Facebook? Oh, yeah, I make sure everybody's seen my picture. Okay. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger gives him an seen my tiger picture. I'm about to. Tiger gives him an interview uh, at his tournament, but only if he can lean on him. Yeah, my Twitter profile picture and every other profile picture I can possibly find. Uh, PNC. And first of all, Tiger loves John. Uh, most most of the tour players love John, but Tiger really does. He thinks John's very funny. And he has somewhere along the lines learned that I'm the guy that sit, sits next to John. <laughs> so you're now looking at this picture. That is awesome. It'll be on. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So that was at the PNC this past December, and Tiger was, was hurting. That know? was recently. That was. It's less than a year ago. So wow. he, was, uh, he was hurting. His ankle was hurting. And, uh, and he had done a ton of interviews after this one particular round. And I'm standing there with my recorder. And I, he knows by now that I'm the guy that sits next to John McGinnis. And he do, we're very fortunate. And he does listen to our show. Um, so, so he's going to give us some time if he can. But usually the answer is no. And this has to be a no. He's barely standing up. And he's done a bunch of interviews. And he, this is after a round of golf. And I'm like, Tiger, I know you just done a bunch, but if you have one more in it, in you, I'd love it. And he goes, I'll do it if I can lean on you. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. So he, and I'm left-handed, and you see he's got his arm around me, and I'm literally holding him, well, not literally, but just about holding him up. Pretty much. He did lean in, and he meant it. Um, and our producer, Jeremy Davis, who's, uh, who's one of our, one of, he's so talented, he thought we were going to be facing one way. He was standing one way because Tiger leans in. I catch him with my left arm. Jeremy's got to run around to get that picture. And, you know, he's going to try to video the interview. He barely got around there before we started, but we did. Uh, he got there. And so, obviously, that's a pretty, pretty cool moment. But what I'm happier about is the way the interview went, you can see Charlie's also in that mm -hmm. picture. And Tiger felt comfortable enough with us in that scenario to allow Charlie to be a part of the interview. And he has kept Charlie pretty well sheltered, as he should. Uh, but he knew we weren't going to do anything wrong. I got to ask Charlie a golf question. That's and really cool. Charlie was, you know, Tiger kind of deferred to him. He kind of made it happen. And uh, just that, to have that trust from a guy like that is, I mean, that, that's amazing. From the guy that changed the game forever. And, and it was early on in the PGA Tour radio coverage um, where he and I got together for the first time. We didn't have a show at that point, but. Um, he was teaching me how to be a broadcaster. And we were on the range at uh, at Bay Hill, and Mr. Palmer came and sat down with us. I mean, that's a pretty cool moment that's there, too. the coolest moment, I feel like. That's <coughs> one of the greats, one of the big three. Yeah. So we've been very lucky, David. Not, I mean, it's, I can't imagine the week, you know, it's a grind, obviously, the week-to-week -week stuff, you know, and – 
I feel like that stuff's really, really rewarding in the, at the end of the day. Uh, one last question, because you guys mentioned it earlier. You are heading across the pond for the Ryder Cup. Predictions. If you had to make one, what would it be? Pain. <laughs> Folks, for those of you listening, this is probably coming out next week. The captain's picks for the United States side were just made today. And uh, I don't think a lot of people are very happy about it. But I think they're... It's a great team. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Is that at the end of the day, they were they were never going to leave Justin Thomas off that team. It's a great team. Yeah. The if Justin Thomas and Cam Young played in on Friday in the finals of the World Am, who wins singles match? The point is, we have no idea. Correct. So it's not such an obvious pick one way or the other. We really don't have any idea who's going to win. Well. That's what's going to happen in Rome. Yep. I mean, we left two guys off the team who won twice this year on yeah. the PGA Tour, one of them in the last month. Um, there was there was always going to be a deserving player staying home. Yep. That's, the, that, that's the embarrassment of riches that the Americans have right now. Having said that, I'm not giving them the cup. No, 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 no. not giving them the cup no. yet. I mean, well, our bottom four are way better than their bottom four. They only need eight, and they've got eight. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, Victor, Rory, John Rahm, that, that – uh, Yeah, Hatton, Fleetwood, Hatton. Fleetwood. Well, yeah. and Victor's playing the best golf out of anybody right now. And you put you put him as your lead, and then you have – oh, let me check. Rory, Rahm, and Fleetwood behind him. It's like, oh, good God. Yeah. You don't need yeah, – Fitzpatrick. Yes. Uh, they're, they're top eight, like he said. That's all they need. Correct. And they will be the workers. And they're going to have a guy on that team that plays shinty. Now, if you don't know what that is, just Google it. Um, Robert McIntyre plays shinty. That, you get hit by a stick really hard playing that game while you're running. It's crazy. Excuse me. I think you match him up with Brooks. <laughs> oh, that's not how it works, but I think, I think that's – you go man-to-man, that's, what, that's the matchup. I am curious to see how those – singles matches on Sunday play out because there are some very, very interesting possibilities. I'll say that. Well, you all enjoy the Ryder Cup. Uh, where can everybody find your show? Uh, we're on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. From 4 to 6. 4 to 6 p.m. Monday Eastern through Friday. Yeah, every day. 4 to 6, Monday through Friday. Guys, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I know you guys are super busy. Uh, good luck. The rest of the way, and uh, we will be seeing you all soon. 